0: Good afternoon, you're listening to Food for Thought on Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reed, and this is Siren's Food Show. Each week I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening in the county too. On this week's show I'll be taking a look at Lincoln's new Fairtrade City status. The title was awarded to Lincoln last week and proves that the city is supporting and promoting the use of Fairtrade products like tea, coffee and sugar. I chatted to Adam Gardner from the Fairtrade Foundation to find out more about the benefits of becoming a Fairtrade city.
1: The main benefit of being a Fairtrade city is really to the livelihoods of uh, some of the most marginalised and impoverished uh, farmers in the world who produce products like coffee, tea, sugar and many others which which we take for granted but who struggle to make ...enough money even to cover their cost of production.
0: Also on this week's show, Food for Thought regular Samantha Padu... ...talks to Gemma Sisson from Limebank Farm... ...about their range of flavoured cheeses.
2: We make blended flavoured cheeses... ...but just recently we've been making artisan Lincolnshire cheeses... ...so we do a hand moulded brie, a Lincolnshire brie... ...we've got our Skegness blue... ...we've also got our Lincolnshire unpasteurised cheddar... ...we call uh, Skegness gold. Uh, they're all using local milk from only a mile down the road... So, we're really trying to go forward with real local, handmade cheeses, really traditional, nice tasting.
0: This is Siren FM. Lincoln has been granted Fair Trade City status. This means the City of Lincoln Council, working with other partners, have proven that the city supports fair trade. This included showing that local shops and cafes sell fair trade products, as well as explaining and promoting the importance of fair trade. The Fairtrade Town programme was set up by the Fairtrade Foundation. Adam Gardner is the community's campaigns manager for the Fairtrade Foundation and he explains the work that goes into getting the status.
1: To start with, a steering group is formed, um, made up of residents, local businesses, organisations and Lincoln City Council um, who oversee progress around all of these five goals. And um, earlier in the year, After about a year's hard work um, by those um, individuals and organisations, they submitted an application uh, to us showing what they'd done around each of the five goals and we were really pleased to see all the progress that has been made and award Fairtrade City status.
0: The five challenges to become a Fairtrade City are The City of Lincoln Council had to pass a resolution to support Fairtrade Shops and cafes sell Fairtrade products Fair trade products are used in workplaces to gain media coverage and the support from local people and set up a steering group who will work to keep a commitment to Lincoln being a fair trade city. Adam explains that these challenges means a successful application requires the local community to work together.
1: To become an accredited fair trade city there are five goals which have to be met. Which are basically all around embedding fair trades across the community. The central proposition with fair trade towns is that everybody can do something uh, to support fair trade, and if everybody's doing it, then you're a fair trade town or city.
0: Lincoln's new status means people will start to spot certificates and stickers in shops saying we support fair trade Lincoln. Plus, there'll be fair trade events each year. Adam says the support for fair trade in Lincoln helps those further afield.
1: The main benefit of being a fair trade city is really to the livelihoods of uh, some of the most marginalised and impoverished uh, farmers in the world who produce products like coffee, tea, sugar and many others which, which we take for granted but who struggle to make enough money even to cover their cost of production.
0: And there'll be more from Adam later in the show. He'll be talking more about Fairtrade and the Fairtrade Town programme. Keep listening to hear that towards the end of today's show. We're very lucky in Lincolnshire to have a great range of local produce. Just a few miles outside of Lincoln, Limebank Farm make a range of flavoured cheeses. And more recently, they've started making a range of local artisan cheeses, including the Skegness Blue. Food for thought, Samantha Perdue Spoke to Gemma Sisson about the family run business and why we should keep food shopping local.
2: I'm Gemma Sisson, daughter of the family affair, and my job is making cheese.
3: Limebank is a local produced cheese here in Lincolnshire. Can you just tell me a little bit about Limebank and, and the cheeses that they produce?
2: We make blended flavoured cheeses, but just recently we've been making artisan Lincolnshire cheeses. So we do a hand-moulded brie, a Lincolnshire brie. We've got our Skegness blue. We've also got our Lincolnshire unpasteurised cheddar we call uh, Skegness gold. Uh, They're all using local milk from only a mile down the road. So we're really trying to go forward with real local, handmade cheeses. Really traditional, nice tasting.
3: One of the cheeses there, one of your new artisan cheeses, it won an award recently.
2: It did. Uh, We won a bronze award at the British Cheese Awards last September. We've also put them in this year, so hopefully we'll get some more also our black
3: pepper cheese won the same award as well now you talked about local um milk being used to make the cheese how important is that to you and the family who make the cheese
2: i think it's really important it, there's a lot of emphasis on local but apart from that it's easier it's cheaper sometimes most of the time you know and it's nice to go round for a chat to your local dairy and and see how they're doing. And it's a nice community atmosphere dealing with people instead of just ordering stuff over a phone. It's a lot nicer to do business like that, as well as fulfilling, you know, the, the local that people want
3: these days. Now, the range of cheeses that you do, you've got 18 flavours, if you like, of, of, of a space of normal cheese, and you've got your artisan cheeses. Where does the inspiration yep. come from, the flavours?
2: Generally, the customers. We've, we've just bought out a caramelised red onion, so it actually makes the range up to 19 now over the last week. So, yeah, just just customers asking for things, things they've seen elsewhere that they really like or or things they they like the sound of. I mean, um, a few years ago, we kept getting asked for horseradish cheese, so we made that on a trial, and now it's one of our best sellers. So, yeah, just customer input, people talking to us on the stands. Of sort of taking it in and inventing some
3: things. <laughs> so your customers, I suppose, are you helping you develop the cheeses that you have? Because I love the cheese. I, I've I've been using Lime Bank cheese for a couple of years now, and that was literally just stumbling across you at a farmer's market. I'm guessing you use that feedback from the customers then to just to continually developing flavours of the cheese
2: yeah I mean I think as well with there's a lot of hype about the economic downturn etc I think as long as you're producing something that some people want and and you're new and you're fresh all the time so you go into a shop or you go to your nearest local farmers market and you see the same thing years and years and years running you're going to get bored of it so if we make sure that we're changing things we know we've got our usual flavors everyone loves um, but we chop and change and make new flavours, and we, we find that that causes interest. And it also, people talk about it, and it helps business every way.
0: That was Samantha Badu talking to Gemma Sisson from Limebank Farm. If you'd like more information, you can go to their website, which is postercheese.com. Lincoln's new Fairtrade City status means we'll soon see certificates and stickers in shops and cafes explaining that they support Fairtrade Lincoln. If you were listening to the first half of today's Food for Thought, you would have heard Adam Gardner, Communities Campaigns Manager for the Fairtrade Foundation, talking about the work that goes into getting a Fairtrade City status. Adam also spoke to me about the impact of gaining the status, as well as the benefits, but he started by explaining what a Fairtrade City is.
1: A fair trade town or city or village is any community uh, really which has uh, committed itself to fair trade where all around the community people are doing their bit to promote fair trade and uh, to live fair trade values uh, by using fair trade products and um, explaining to their neighbours, their colleagues, their customers um, why we should all be buying fair trade.
0: And what is the benefit of becoming a fair trade town or, or city?
1: The main benefit of being a fair trade city is uh, really to the livelihoods of uh, some of the most marginalised and impoverished uh, farmers in the world who produce products like coffee, tea, sugar and many others which which we take for granted uh, but who struggle to uh, make enough money even to cover their cost of production. So the impact of, of being a fair trade town is that fair trade is embedded throughout uh, um, the community, throughout events, through people's own buying habits, um, so that ultimately um, through purchasing fair trade products we're bringing a better deal to those farming communities elsewhere in the world uh, where, it's, where it's really needed.
0: And so Lincoln has just recently become a fair trade city. And so how do cities become have this sort of fair trade status?
1: So to become um, an accredited fair trade city, there are five goals which have to be met, which are basically all around embedding fair trades across the community. The central proposition with fair trade towns is that Everybody can do something uh, to support fair trade. and if everybody's doing it, then you're a fair trade town or city. To start with, a steering group is formed um, made up of residents, um, local businesses, organizations, and uh, Lincoln City Council, um, who oversee progress around all of these five goals. And um, earlier in the year, after about a year's hard work um, by those um, individuals and organisations they submitted an application uh, to us showing what they'd done around each of the five goals and we were really pleased to see all the progress that has been made and award fair trade city status
0: to become a, a fair trade city you you make it so that everyone has to be involved and i suppose that's so that you kind of have proof that it's it's an idea across the whole city not just a, a few select people who are interested in this.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think Fair Trade Towns and Cities at their heart really is a community initiative. It's about getting the community together and using community connections to talk about these issues and to really spread awareness about why it's important to support fair trade. There are many knock-on benefits as well. I've been to many fair trade towns and cities where people have said, um, you know, I'm now in regular contact. I've met the person from this uh, church, from this school, from this shop. I speak to so many people that I wouldn't otherwise speak to. So um, it really is um, a force for, for bringing the community together. And it shows the power of community as well in terms of what can be achieved for other communities elsewhere in the world
0: and i was also reading that you can have a fair trade university status which i think both of the universities here in lincoln have or are working towards like that so is that something again of, of you bring together lots of people that are important and who will have a kind of they'll be able to have more of an impact
1: yeah that's right so there are fair trade universities fair trade churches and fair trade schools um, all in um in, in Lincoln and uh, and across the UK. Um, so to become a fair trade university or, or, or school, uh, yes, you still have some goals to work towards. Um, and then there's still a committed group of, of individuals from either the university or the school or also including students um, who um, who who run activities and who are... Uh, um, Promote fair trade products on their campus or, or within their school. So, yeah, there are two fair trade universities in Lincoln and uh, there are eight fair trade schools as well, um, who've all been involved in the fair trade uh, city bid for Lincoln as well.
0: And so, now that Lincoln is a fair trade city, what's going to be different now, fair trade wise, for us?
1: Well, first and foremost, it uh, means that there's a, a really good selection of fair trade products available, so that people in Lincoln can show their support for fair trade. Um, but it also uh, means that uh, going forwards, there'll be uh, continued events to uh, raise awareness about the need to continue supporting fair trade and and that um, fair trade is really embedded into into the community into organizations so that uh, when they're going out to buy their tea and coffee they're choosing fair trade Um, the council is um, has passed a a policy a resolution to um, continue to encourage businesses and organizations to support fair trade and and investigate uh, fair trade in their in their procurement uh, contracts and things like this so um, we hope that going forward becoming a fair trade city is just the first uh, step on the journey and um and it, things will continue to go from strength to strength and people will be buying more fair trade uh, products uh, more regularly and uh, more farmers and workers uh, will be benefiting
0: and how many fair trades sort of towns and city and villages are there across the uk
1: there are now i think it's five hundred and seventy one. Uh, with Lincoln, uh, fair trade towns, cities, villages and boroughs uh, across the UK um, and that's all since 2001 when the first fair trade town in Garstang in Lancashire uh, was declared.
0: And so how's it all sort of progressed since that first place got that first trade status?
1: Very organically and to be honest um The very idea of being a fair trade town uh, came from the people within Garstang. Uh, It came from campaigners um, who came up with this this idea that um, the fair trade mark was not just a certification mark um, which you can see on products but it's actually a great way to engage other people in your community with um, issues to do with food provenance and um, justice for the farmers and workers who, who grow our food. So it really was a grassroots idea, and from then it just snowballed. Um, the idea caught on; it spread really by word of mouth and through different networks, um, uh, through churches, through other NGO networks, through through all the good work that that Fairtrade Town groups were doing to raise awareness of of fair trade. Um, so it's it's really just mushroomed, and there are actually over 1,200 Fairtrade towns around the world now as well, so the idea has been exported to uh, around 20 other countries where Fairtrade Town exists, so it's really a global movement as well.
0: And has the sort of grassroots idea had an impact on the way that you've, as the Fairtrade Foundation, have thought of spreading the message of, of Fairtrade products?
1: Mm. Yes, well, uh, there's, there's no way that uh, fair trade would be so well known today and fair trade sales would have grown so quickly over the last 10 years if it weren't for the grassroots support. Uh, we often say that the producers and campaigners are the, the beating heart of the fair trade movement because really what, it, what fair trade is about at its heart is connecting consumers with, um, back with, with, with producers. Um, we're too removed from the people who grow our food um, and therefore we don't value it enough generally. Um, and there's no more effective way to do that I don't think than community level activity, uh, where people are talking to their neighbours and their colleagues and their friends um, uh, about these issues and choosing buying fair trade products as a way of taking action.
0: Because I suppose people are quite even as something as simple as buying tea, they'll they'll know which brand they they like and they'll always buy mm. them. And so if you are kind of going from a a more personal view and a more personal way of talking to people it will have more of a an impact
1: yeah that's absolutely right Um, I think personally I'm more likely to listen to a recommendation from my from my neighbor than something I read in a magazine Um, but also I mean it's it's about um, spreading awareness of the issues and then offering uh, fair trade as a really simple and practical way to take action I think there's lots of world trade is a really big and murky topic and sometimes we can feel quite uh, powerless um, up against the huge imbalances of power that exist there and these massive global markets which have been built up over centuries of of world trade but what the fair trade town and city model does is it gives us all something really practical that we can do really easily to make a difference. And it localises these big uh, global issues um, and gives us something really practical that we can do. And as we've seen, I think over the last decade or so, when lots of people are um, are undertaking these small actions, they, they mount up into something really big.
0: That was Adam Gardner from the Fair Trade Foundation. If you'd like more information then you can go to the Siren website which is sirenonline.co.uk oh, FM This
3: is
0: Siren FM And that's all for this week's food for thought If you have any restaurant recommendations or just want to get in touch then head to sirenonline.co.uk and click on food for thought and there you'll find out how to get in touch with me You can also tweet the station using @sirenfm you can also listen to previous shows online, and today's interview with Adam from the Fairtrade Foundation and Gemma from LimeBank Farm which was done by Samantha Padu will be up on the website too.